Welcome to Strange Phenomena, the music of Kate Bush. I am Cecily, and this week we're going to be talking about another song from the Red Shoes. We're dancing our way through the album, and we're getting to a very danceable kind of song here. We're going to be talking about a single called Eat the Music. everybody and welcome to this week's episode of strange phenomena the music of kate bush as always i am your bubbly host cecily and this week we're going to be talking about a, a pretty bubbly happy sounding song here we're talking about track number three on the red shoes we're talking about eat the music so I'm going to have to apologize first and foremost, guys. I said I was going to have a more regular release schedule as far as the podcast goes, but uh, that has not happened. I'm okay. I really am. It's just been a lot of different things going on that I'm not going to go into here. Just lots of stuff going on. But suffice it to say, we're getting back on a release schedule. So my goal is to put out two episodes a month. So we've got those starting next month. So we got this month in June 2023, we got Eat the Music. And then next month will be Moments of Pleasure and Song of Solomon and so on and so forth, all into the B-sides. We've already got at this point almost all of them filled. I'll have to kind of consult a little thing at the end here. Um, There are a few that don't have any fans already. Um, So if you're a fan of those, make sure to contact. We'll talk about that at the end of the show. So... The song we're going to be talking about this week, I could not think of a more apt time to be talking about this song and for releasing this, because this is a very summery, bubbly, happy kind of song. And right now I'm recording this in June of 2023, and it's just started to get summer-like here. Like it's been kind of up and down a little bit. Um... As far as the temperatures, it actually hasn't been terribly humid here. It usually is in coastal Virginia. But I'm looking outside right now, and I have and I see just the summer right out there. And so we're talking about a very summery song. And maybe it's a little bit summery where you guys are. Hopefully it's not too hot yet. And so for this episode, we've got a frequent guest of the show. We're going to be talking with a longtime Canadian fan, You might remember him. He's been on the show before, and his name is Rick Campbell. And so he's going to be talking with me about Eat the Music. And we got all sorts of things to delve into with this song that's very beautiful, very bubbly, and very happy, very summery, and lots of really interesting tidbits about this song that we're going to share this week. So without further ado, let's go on into it. And with me to talk about the song this week is a longtime Kate fan, He's been on the show before, and we're calling up to Canada to talk with... Richard Campbell. Mm-hmm. Rick Campbell. So we're here to talk Hi, about this... Hey, So we're here to talk about this song, um, Eat the Music, which uh, was released as a single, and we'll, we'll get into all the history. This one I found to be a really... Like, the background of it is really, really interesting. So uh, I'm looking forward to looking forward to chatting about that with you today. Yes, me too. I think I have a lot to learn on this one, actually. So, cool. So, what's your personal history with Eat the Music? Um, okay. So, first of all, I'll talk about when this album came out. 
uh, I have to say, uh, after following the sensual world, uh, I was somewhat disappointed by the record at first. And that kind of lasted for a few years. And there were certain songs that I was going, oh, this isn't. And I think it was because she was playing around with different genres, musical genres and stuff, and doing oh, things yeah. that, uh, you know, that me, Mr. Stick in the Mud, um, <laughs> <laughs> didn't want her to do. What are you doing, Kate? You got no business doing that. <laughs> that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> where's, my, where's my Hounds of Love, Kate? I, 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 it was a problematic album for me at first. And now I'm a big fan of the record. So Eat the Music would have probably back then, though, fallen into the category of, oh, this is, oh, I don't, what is she doing? She's doing, oh, I don't like this. I don't, you know, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. As one does when an artist tries something new, there's always the reactionary person. and, And I was that person. So this is 1994, is it? Or 90, when did this album come out again? 94? Oh, so, November 2nd, 1993. So, but it, like 93, 93 94. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was before I started working in a record store in Vancouver. I was living in Vancouver at the time. Uh, so, uh, but you know, anytime a, a Kate album came out, it was a big deal. So there was enough music on the record that uh, to love that, you know, I still... I still enjoyed most of the record. So Eat the Music, uh, my experience of Eat the Music really is in the, is the movie, the, the mm-hmm. you know, the, the little movie that she made. Um, and that film, it's the last song in the film, isn't it? Yep, it's the last one. It's sort of the happy ending to the, mm-hmm. to, to the film. And so that, that's really... For, has been for a long time my experience of it uh, of seeing it and and in the context of that film you know mostly on youtube of course so yeah that's that's all i have to say about my personal experience of the song you know mm-hmm. i quite enjoy it now folks <laughs> yeah and i do too like even though um even though the red shoes as an album is not it's not in my top five but there mm. are still songs on here that I absolutely like, just fucking love. Like I've already recorded, oh, I've recorded, right. you know, like I like um, I've recorded as of this recording. I've recorded a chat about Top of the City, which is like, oh my god, it's like one of my absolute favorites. Yeah. yeah, and I love the title track. This one, I would have heard this. Um, so the 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 Red Shoes album I got for Christmas because my mom went into the store and she said, hey, my daughter really seems to like a lot of British female artists. Who do you recommend? And the and the the cash the cashier, this was probably early 2000s, said, oh, well, she might really like Kate Bush. Have her try this album. And so I got this album for Christmas. And this was really yeah. the first full album I'd ever heard from Kate. So this probably would have wow. been like the, yeah. this was technically the first album i ever heard from kate and like before Mm -hmm. then like i had heard her music kind of off and on on um, flashback alternatives which is still around amazingly like i listened to them a lot in college they were it's an it's an 80s station but they play more of the underground more alternative kind of stuff that yeah, yeah. the more mainstream 80 stations that I was listening to in high school online were not playing. So that's where I heard Kate Bush. I first heard her on there. Like, um, 
hearing Running Up Amazing. That Hill and um, some of her other songs. They're, they're still in there. They still get played. And so I knew of Kate Bush. And then my mom got this album. I was like, oh, okay, this Kate Bush person that, that keeps being played on Flashback Alternatives. Okay. So I guess this probably would have been among, like, the first dozen or so songs I ever heard from Kate. Amazing. And... I remember liking it. Like, I was like, okay, this is a little bit repetitive, but it's, like, nice and sunny and happy. And mm-hmm. and I still think that. Like, it's uh, it's it's a song that I still think is, I think the only flaw for a minute for me is just that it's a little repetitive because it's just, like, the same three chords throughout the whole song. So I feel like the the song is, it it's got a lot going on, so you don't really realize that it's got just the same three chords throughout. But there's right. it's it's got a it's also got some really pretty lyrics in there too that like you don't necessarily hear because you're like dancing around you're dancing to the beat and then once yeah. you really kind of sit down and you look at the lyrics like the lyrics are typically Kate you know it's full yeah. of and, and sensuality fact, I was a little and... surprised yeah when I mm-hmm. saw the lyrics you know I was going oh that's <laughs> just that's what she's thinking about oh okay fine yeah yeah yeah. I mean, she she sings a lot about yeah, and she sings a lot about like kind of opening up and like being who you are and being vulnerable and sometimes the fear of vulnerability. And this this is told, and I I think feel like there's some like gorgeous lyrics in here too that like really really strike me. Yeah, yeah. Musically, when I heard the song, I you know, and I'm watching this film. I'm just hearing, oh, there's no, there's no middle eight. There's no bridge in this song, really. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it, it's, so it's kind of repetitive and stuff. And, uh, and it, it was funny because when I started to listen to the album more, mm-hmm. uh, later on, and I'd let, I'd, I let eat the music play through, I'd go, what, this feels like the end of an album, not, not a track that you'd put as your you know your third track on a record it sounds like this sounds like the end of of an album like final track and then of course the fi- the final track of this album is like oh my god yeah unbelievable um unbelievable you're the one just incredible so she ends it she chooses to end the album on on a real strong downbeat in terms of emotion and stuff it's just a heart ripper that song so um it, it kind of it, it, it kind of where it sits on the record is a little odd because it's it's between and so is love and moments of pleasure like mm-hmm. moments of pleasure is such a knockout you know oh yeah uh that uh it it kind of gets lost in the mix but you know i've been playing it the last few days getting ready for this little chat and I've come to really appreciate it, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. and, you know, sonically, it's just so rich. There's so much going on instrumentally, you know, with everyone, you know, the the sax and and I I don't know the names of all of the instruments that are being played, but it's, 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 you know, apart from the trumpet and such, but uh, it's really something. It is really something. And then when I looked at the lyrics, I just went, oh, my God, like, it's like, um, okay, I have to sort of sit down and try to decipher everything that she's talking about here. But you're right. It is it is one of her, you know, sensual uh, uh, songs, you know, like mm-hmm. dealing with the sense, comparing the sensuality of love to the sensuality, sensuality of 
fruit and um, putting, sticking your hands into the fruit and putting the fruit in your mouth and pulling the plum out, very sexual. Um, um, but saying that's what love is and that's what, you know, sex is. And um, But then there's this person that she's singing about, you know, in the song. Mm-hmm. You know, does he conceal what he really feels? And um, he's a woman at heart and love him for that. Let's split him. Let's split him open. You know, not only women mm-hmm. bleed, and I, and of course I go. Well, is she singing about uh, men, uh, 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 men that she knows, or is she singing about a specific person? She's singing about Dell. Is she, um, you know, that's where I start to go. Even though she quite often says, you know, she doesn't write that way. Yeah, there a lot of the, and and especially given kind of what was going on in her life, and mm. that and that there are so many songs on the Red Shoes that seem to point to like, whoa, this is actually you being a lot more personal, like um, like the album yeah. closer, like the album closer feels like, whoa, this is, well, this is definitely something different. This is her being more like being confessional, which she never does. So yeah, I like yeah. to think that. Maybe she was inspired by maybe some things going on in her life, but, you know, we'll never know. Like, even some of the quotes that she said about the song, she's not specifically been like, oh, yeah, I wrote it about such and such. But it could have, you know, I mean, it could have been something she was experiencing with with Dell, or maybe she was noticing it between friends and relationships. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. this this kind of thing that the this kind of feeling that this is what the song is written about with just kind of opening up in relationships and revealing who you really are. I mean, that's, that could happen to anybody. Yeah, absolutely. There, there's so much here. Like it's, I I was really knocked out going back to this song and seeing how much there was in fact. And, and knowing that she and uh, Dell were not having a good time that their relationship was kind of on the rocks um certainly by the by the end of the album it would be hard for me to go oh yeah definitely you're the ones not about dell oh for sure please the lady does for just too much me thinks um <laughs> but uh but yeah uh yeah it's an it's an incredible song lyrically it's just amazing um and it's it's kind of like a celebration. Uh, it, it's a, a, a celebration of the what's the word I'm looking for? The tactile as, aspect of love, I suppose. How you can almost touch it, how you can put your hands in and feel it, and how sticky it can be, and how juicy it is. But at the same time, you get you get mucked. You know what I mean? You get yeah. mucked up. So yeah, that's that's what's you know quite cool about the lyric. Yeah, and yeah. even like the different kinds of fruits that she uses too. I mean, it's yeah. of course exemplified in that video, which which I I very much sticks out in my mind as well. Um, but 
just the different fruits that she uses in the imagery, like like the pomegranate and the mango and the plum. And then mm. she, in, in using like different, especially tropical fruits like pa- papaya and guava mm. and banana. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting hungry and I just ate dinner. <laughs> now I want some fruit. Although, unfortunately, I do not have actually none of these fruits. I have none of these fruits listed in the song. I do not have any of them at home. The only ones I have are oranges and apples, but that's okay. <laughs> Too bad she I didn't say, banana. grab an apple <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> Have some blueberries. <laughs> oh, I, man. I, I, got I, like a, I got bananas. I'm good to go. Oh, so you got one. I'm okay, you go. got one of the ones there. Yeah, I got one of them. Although I uh, rarely ever have a pomegranate at home. Usually it's the juice. I only really have the juice of the pomegranate. I'm not a fan of mango, to be honest. I've never liked mango. You know, I'm mango, like, I, I remember the first time I ever got mango. And I did not realize that there was a big stone in the middle. And so I was trying to cut it like I would an avocado bad idea yeah 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 <laughs> it was not a good idea i remember the mango is going how do you do this how do you do this because mm-hmm. uh my kids used to always ask eat mango and ask for it and you know and i was i remember the first few times i was going i don't even know how to do this like how does this work how does one cut up a mango you go to but, youtube um, and you look it up that's, <laughs> that's right. what i do <laughs> but even Never just like like all the different fruits that she uses are really interesting. Like like a pomegranate, you know, you open a pomegranate and it's got hundreds and hundreds of these little seeds, and you don't even you don't even eat the outsides. You have to eat the inside. You can't. I wouldn't want to eat the outside of a pomegranate. No, thank you. Yeah, no. She says the song is a song of seeds. You know. Mm-hmm. In the last verse, all emotion and with devotion, you put your hands in. What you're thinking. What am I singing? A song of seeds, the food of love. Eat the music. Also, the comparison of, of it to music itself, you know, the same kind of sensual experience. So, yeah. Well, like if, yeah. if music be the food of love, play on. Yeah, absolutely. I wonder yeah. if that's what kind of she's referencing with the eat the music. This song, yeah, this song must have been important to her in some way because the inside of the covers got the photograph of all mm-hmm. those fruits, right? So... I think, well, this song must, in her mind, be an important, you know, important enough that that's the song that she went for in terms of when what you see when you open up the album cover. So, and it was also the same the same imagery that she used on the CD single sleeve too, which I have. I oh yeah. Yeah, I got yeah. the so I've got the US CD single version. I got it off of I got it used off of. Amazon a number of years ago because I was trying to collect all of her other B-sides and things that mm-hmm. were not on right. the albums. And so I wanted to get the U.S. one because it had um, big stra- it had a candle in the wind on it. 
mm. and a kind of an extended version of Eat the Music. But I was especially interested to hear her version of Candle in the Wind, just because that's yeah. that's a song that like the, there was a live version of it that I always heard as a kid that was always played on the radio. I remember, and so I like I like the song, and so like oh, I want to hear yeah. her take on that. Um, right. But I have that. I have that CD single. It's one of the few. Uh, actually, most of the CD singles I have from Kate are from this era. It's like I've got this one, and then I've got the Moments of Pleasure one because that has Show a Little Devotion on it, right. and um, and all that. But uh, yeah, the, even that that image there with her putting her hands in the like it looks like a watermelon or something like that or some some sort of fruit. Yeah, that yeah. Um, yeah. use it's used for the in the the interior of the album and also for the cd single sleeve so yeah yeah, she must like it (laughs) yeah 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 so hello everybody future cecily here in the editing room hello so there was something i forgot to add in here i got something to add so we were talking about this song having been released as a single this was released as the lead single for the red shoes album in the united states on September 7th, 1993, everybody else got Rubber Band Girl as the album's lead single. In the UK, a small handful of extremely rare 7-inch and promotional CD singles were produced, but were recalled by the record company at the last minute. Then a commercial release followed in the summer of 1994 in the Netherlands and Australia, along with a handful of other countries. And what's really interesting, and I was reminded, <laughs> I was reminded of this. Um, someone tweeted at me uh, just a couple of days ago and said that their uh, their scratch and sniff card <laughs> for this song had long been worn out, and that's because in Australia, the Australian CD single came with a scratch and sniff card <laughs> sleeve. So, really cool little interesting marketing things that they did for this song. As far as its chart performance. It charted at number 32 in Poland, at number 10 on the U.S. Alternative Airplay chart. It peaked at number 31 on the U.S. Hot Dance Music slash Maxi Single Sales, and reached number 133 in Australia. So there you go, as far as the chart performance of Eat the Music as a single. All right, back to the show. I keep going back to the person that she's singing about. He's a woman at heart, and love him for that. Um, what does that remind me of? It reminds me of something she says in, um, well, it's kind of like the man with the child in his eyes, too. There's some, yeah, there. but it's it goes to, like, one of her, kind of, some of Kate's, one of Kate's themes, I think, in in that, like, seeing, having a very positive view of men and, like, show it letting them show their sensitivity and their more vulnerable sides right that makes any sense yeah absolutely absolutely because i you know i've because what i i've kind of one of the things that i find interesting about kate bush as a songwriter especially is that she never really she doesn't talk about men in a negative light like Mm. i've heard Mm. a lot of like i've heard other female artists do where Mm. like any of the songs that she writes for men are about like, oh, you know, he's he's gentle and kind and uh, and I love him for that or like that or being vulnerable, like um, uh, be kind this of my mistakes. Work. Oh, yeah. Or even, this yeah, this this woman's work. I mean, that whole thing is yeah. even told from the point of view of a guy, which 
it's not something you you ever find in a lot of female artists. Right. Um, they don't tend to That's write true. through from male point of views. I've done it once or twice and it's it's definitely different. It's different trying to put your shoes your yourself in the shoes of the other gender. Yeah, but, um, and that's sort of uh, something that she comes back to. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything from uh, uh, running up that hill. Oh, for sure! Big hit song, hit song of twenty twenty two, folks. I know running up that hill. That unfortunately um, was not nominated for a Grammy or anything like that I last know. night. But yeah, well, yeah, well, I don't pay enough attention. Should to have been nominated for Song of the Year. I mean, come on. I mean, seriously, they probably didn't because it's like, oh, well, it was released in 1985. It doesn't work. Yeah, probably. probably. Um, but no, I do love that line, too. Like, he's a woman at heart, and I love him for that. And mm-hmm. kind of going along with that, I like the like the like a pomegranate insides out always revealed not only women bleed, which I think is really yeah. is a striking imagery, especially which, like, you know, I mentioned with, with a pomegranate, you open up a pomegranate, and you open it up, and it's just red. It's nothing but red. It looks bloody. Yeah. And certainly if you get enough on your hands, like it does look like, oh, wait, did I sacrifice something? Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, yeah. it's sticky. Oh, you were about to Is say something? Is that my heart? Was that my own heart mm-hmm. that I've just sacrificed? Yeah. But yeah, not only women bleed uh, is a nice little comeback to the Alice Cooper single from the mid-70s. Have you oh, yeah. You know, the only reason I know that song is because of a cover version. Tori Amos covered it. Right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's on uh, Welcome to My Nightmare, I think. Maybe it's early 70s. I don't know. I can't remember. No, it's mid-70s. Um, anyway, yeah, that was that's kind of a nice repose to that. But yeah, uh, all is revealed. I think it's an exhortation as well to uh, jump in, you know, to jump into mm-hmm. the full, sensual, sexual emotional tidal wave that is you know love so mm-hmm. kind of letting you know. yourself just feel everything yeah 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 which is also a theme that she comes back to a lot i mean um i mean the opening lines of moving moving stranger does it really matter as long as you're not afraid to feel yeah 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 exactly you know what it's it, could also be about writing songs too you know taking on the taking on the subject matter the heavy subject matter the full subject matter with wholeheartedness you know when you're writing a song mm-hmm. um you know not hiding your feelings i just noticed and i didn't know this i didn't know this about this album and just having a quick look dell does not play on this album and no, his name is not, he's not, doesn't play bass on any of these songs. I think John Giblin plays bass, who is the guy who played bass, I believe. Yeah, he was credited as an engineer, but no, he he didn't do bass guitar on this. No, it's it's John Giblin yeah. is the, uh, the main one. And she's got a lot of other really cool folks on here, too. Like, um... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, she's got Stuart Elliott on drums. Um, she's got Patty playing. Uh, he's singing and he's playing of uh, the Valija, which is I'll get to that in a moment. 
And then you got, yeah, you got tenor saxophone, trombone, trumpet. I, I love the brass section in this song. It's just, yeah, like, it's fantastic. oh, it's fantastic. Love it. And of course, Kate on the keyboards. Now, what's interesting here, so um, there's a quote from her, and that this is going to pertain to, like, who played on the album. This this was okay. really interesting. This, this is from, uh, I need to find exactly the source of this, but I, but because it, it has her going through each of the songs on the red shoes. And she says about the song that it was, quote, inspired by Madagascan music, which I was fortunate enough to hear through Patty, who gave me some tapes that I loved listening to. The music is mm. so joyous and full of sunshine and it's good to drive to. Justin mm. Valley came to Patty's attention and soon after they were both playing Valijas to a specifically written Madagascan song. I wanted it to feel joyous and sunny. Both qualities are rife in Justin as a person. So I just had to provide the fruit. I hope the result is a colorful one. Again, this was a lot of fun to work on and it features Justin's first lines of sung English, which he found hilarious. We found both his singing and his reaction to it delightful. So Justin Valley, he is considered among the greatest living players of traditional Malagasy, Malagasy music on the Valija, which is a bamboo tube zither that is considered the national instrument of Madagascar, which is wow. more than just a movie, movie and a, like a brief series from the early 2000s. Um, <laughs> and now here's a clip of Justin Valley playing a song on the Valija. And the name of the song is Lasa Tokoa. But Madagascar, it's, one, it's an island nation just off the coast of Africa to the east. Mm-hmm. Um, I've yep. actually, in my day job, I've occasionally, not very often, but I've occasionally helped, uh, we call them LEPs, um, limited English proficiency persons, um, who, came, yeah. who came from Madagascar. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, Madagascar has, it's, I, I'm not going to go too much into it, but it's mm-hmm. it's got a really rich history because you've got... You've got um, people. You've got the influence from the French, and then there's also influence from um, the Arabs, and also um, people from mainland Africa. So there's lots of different influences, and they've got their own kind of music. And this valija, it is. It's really really cool. It's. It looks. It almost looks like a bassoon, but it's not. It's like a big. It's like a big wooden tube. And it's made from a species of local bamboo, and it is uh, considered their national instrument. And so Justin Valley, he is one of the greatest living players of this particular instrument for Madagascan music. 
And so she ended, he's, he's the one who is credited here um, playing the Valija. And also, same with Patty playing the Valija as Patty's well. Patty's playing it too, yeah. Mm-hmm. Amazing. That's I amazing. know. And, and like, that makes sense why that, that explains why there's no bridge. Because it's not, um, you know, in the, in, the, in the West, we would have, there would be a bridge. You know, mm-hmm. whereas, obviously in Madagascar music, it's a, more of a groove, right? That, that just goes you know it goes and you mm-hmm. just get into it you get into the groove and you get into the melody of the of the repetition of the melody and you know dance your face off and speaking of which here is another clip of a uh, madagascan song this is by rossi who is a uh, popular singer and songwriter considered the most popular madagascan artist of the 1990s and this is his his song ikalosoa from 2006. Basically, yeah. And and like in most countries, like each region kind of has, it seems like each region kind of has their own types of music. Like they, um, it's really interesting. I'm going to link to this in the show notes. Um, it's, it's the Wikipedia page, Music of Madagascar, mm-hmm. that in the coastal mm-hmm. areas, like the coastal areas, the music is a little bit more, like if you're on the side that's kind of close to... Um, that's closest to the Arab Peninsula, the music tends to be in a more minor key, a little bit sadder, because those were a lot of, a lot of the port cities, and they had a lot right. of Arab sailors who came there. And then, like, the side that's kind of close to Africa, like, they have their own specific kind of acapella singing that, that people brought over from Southern Africa. But then, like, what's in the middle of the country is, like, this bright, joyous music and i think that's what she was trying to replicate with the song and it and it works it really does like it's just a yeah, joyous celebration of love and and you're right yeah like we're we're used to in the west we're used to like you know verse chorus first chorus bridge and all that yeah yeah but yeah, yeah it there you just you're just going with a groove basically yeah. you're just everybody's like yeah. all together and playing instruments and and singing and dancing and you're just going with it yeah. You know, a little bit different, but, um, you know, a lot of some of the other people I help are um, a lot of them are from the Congo, Democratic Republic of the Congo. And so just in an effort for for myself to learn more about the culture of the people I tend to help on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, mm. Occasionally, like I will put on music in Lingala or um, or in French or and just put on music from the Congo and from those areas that a lot of my LEPs come from. And it is, it's just, you just put it on you're just, you just move in and it's just a groove. That's all. That's yeah. what most of it is. And also I yeah. don't understand the words because if it's in sung in Lingala, 
I'm not going to, I don't know Lingala, but I'm just going with the sound of the language and also like the sound of the language is really pretty too. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, there's a, a Nigerian um, artist, King Sonny Day, guitarist, whose music I love, who's very, uh, it's, it's the same thing. It's, it's all about the groove, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to double check myself because I'm capable of making terrible mistakes. Oh. <laughs> I think we all are. <laughs> sure that King Sunny Day is Nigerian. You'll forgive me for one sec, everybody. Yes, he is. Okay. He mm-hmm. He's passed away. I think he's passed away now. But anyway. Um, yeah, and, and, you know, a lot of, Fela Kuti, a lot of the music, a lot of music. I guess a lot of music that is not Western-based uh, has, uh, you know, uh, 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 kind of a groove. And I guess that's what a lot of dance music is about too. Where, where oh know, yeah, the verse, the verse, 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 chorus, verse, middle eight, chorus or verse, chorus is not important. It's not as important as getting in the groove. You know, so. Oh, definitely. I mean, so many genres. I mean, just even of like electronic music. Yeah. Are, it's yeah. just, it's all about the sound and the beat and the rhythm. And you just, just go on with it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. for sure. It makes me think of the big sky, which. Oh, I um, love the big sky. Is, is one big groove. And I mean, it, it does kind of have a middle eight, but, um, uh, the way that that song is just a big groove, like she, the lyrics are dispensed with very early in the song. And then it just becomes this thing of layering up vocals and, and you know, the coda is like the big, the biggest part of that song, you know, because mm-hmm. it's all about dancing, you know, it's just basically Which getting back to just like where you were when you were a kid and like you're outside and you're watching the sky and the, and the clouds and just, ah! Oh, yeah. my God, I love that one. That one is one of my yeah. favorites off of Pounds of Love. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much one of my favorite songs by her, period. I think I talked about her on your show, mm-hmm. actually. Yep, you did. When we were doing it. Yeah. But um, to get back to this, it's kind of like, uh, I just got this image of, uh, you know, when you're doing a jack-o'-lantern and you, <laughs> you cut it open and then mm-hmm. you dig your hands in to empty it out. I mean, that's what I used to do anyway. Um, and, you know, especially when you're a kid, you know, you don't want to use a spoon. You just want to grab the muck and <laughs> yeah, pull basically. out with your hands. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's the fun. So. Yeah. See what I do that's with the, with the pumpkin? Too. I don't even, I don't even like, like I will carve it a little bit, but I leave the seeds in there. And then when, when the, when the pumpkin is all moldy and everything, okay, now we're just going to go crush this in the yard and just hope that these seeds will actually grow into something. <laughs> Have you ever got a pumpkin? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh now it God. wasn't me that did it. Like it was my partner that did it, but seriously, yes, it planted itself. Oh That's the whole, we did that with one of these like jack-o'-lanterns that we had outside and she was like, Hey, it's getting all moldy. Hey, you want to go crush it back there? Okay, sure. And you do that. And like all the seeds go everywhere. Oh yeah. It was fun. <laughs> I'd had a rough right, day, so it I'm was very therapeutic. For sure. <laughs> for sure. You should. Everybody should. Everybody, yeah. everyone everybody of you guys should. listening. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Everybody out there, please. 
Next it's very question. therapeutic, especially when you've had a hard rough day. You're like, Rah! Yeah, beats <laughs> taking it out and dropping it on the street, like basically, you know, like some kids did. Ugh. Anyway, because it's not, uh, it's so straightforward, really. It is. You know, it's you know that's kind of a lot of the songs on the Red Shoes are pretty straightforward. You know, she was trying something yeah. different. Very direct, and and it's, um, you know. They're like a song like "Moments of Pleasure." I don't know who spoke about that song. Was that me? Did I, was I ah, on talking about "Moments yes, of Pleasure"? Yes, you were. Ah. <laughs> well, I won't. I won't belabor it then. <laughs> I won't belabor it. But I mean, there's enough little. There's enough. Uh, there's enough uh, uh, little kind of secrets. You know, if I hadn't known, if you hadn't told me all about. Uh, um, that musician that's playing with Patty, the Madagascar musician, I wouldn't have known that maybe some of the lyrics are about him, you know, mm-hmm. her experience of him. Well, it's very cool. It's a big, it's a big, there's a lot of big numbers on this album. A lot of, uh, of, uh, full band stuff. You know, it's, um, it almost kind of went back to, like what she was doing kind of her first two albums in a way where you have the guy, you have people playing in a room together and mm-hmm. not doing as much of the, Oh, I'm going to I'm going to sit here and copy and paste up together, which is a lot of fun to do. Like as a music production yeah. nerd, that is a lot of fun to do, but this one feels more like a, yeah, this, this almost more like a live band feel, which, you know, yeah. she was, I think trying to go for because she was thinking about doing a tour and then she ended up not doing it unfortunately so that yeah. was um probably part of why the album sounds the way it does yeah but. yeah i imagine so i forgot about that i forgot that she was going to do a tour yeah she was even scoping out wembley apparently she was scoping out yeah. possibly wembley to play there and then i think everything just kind of collapsed in her personal life and she just she rightfully so said okay i need to just take a break i need to just yeah. you know sit around and watch really terrible tv the, yeah. you know the, the, that's the thing about the red shoes is that at the time when the red shoes came out none of us knew that that was going to be her last record for 12 years you know mm-hmm. so it was like oh well like we'll see what the next one brings you know what i mean yeah and then years would go by like a year or so two years three years four five six seven and i just went eh, i guess that's it <laughs> you know i, I kind of i kind of wondered the same uh, similar thing because by the time i heard the red shoes and would have heard eat the music mm. the album had been out for i mean eight years at that point yeah and like to date it was well, from what I could find online. It was her her last album thus far, and I kind of thought, "Oh, okay. Well, I wonder if she'll release another one." Hmm. Yeah. I hope she will. Yeah. yeah this was two thousand one, two thousand two when when I heard it because I was probably about eighteen or nineteen the first time I heard it. But I, I, you know, now that you mention it, I do remember. I do remember that the video station that we had in Canada, which was called Much Music, which was very much like MTV. Um, I think they had a bigger playlist, but um, um yeah, I've heard of I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah. They were it was uh based in Toronto 
And so it played, it, it was interesting because they played everything. Uh, they played a lot of uh, 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 African-American rap, hip-hop, uh, early hip-hop, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, they played all the pop and rock and stuff. They had their metal shows just like MTV did. But they also played French music, which was kind of cool. Like they played video videos of uh, French bands, Quebecois and bands from France. It was kind of a, a cool station. I, I stopped listening to the radio at one point because I went, this is better. I'm going to hear <laughs> morning music watching this, you know. But I do remember the Eat the Music video, like separate from the film. I remember seeing it around. So I think I, they divvied up all of those songs and s- sort of released them, you know, sequentially so that you could watch them. I remember the Rubber Band Girl video, which is one of my favorites of hers, actually. Mm-hmm. Oh, I really like that one, too. Amazing choreography in that. But uh, I remember it and I remember, wow, this is really different from the last record. Um but I remember how colorful it was too. So, but I mean, I'd see it. I see it quite often because I watch, you know, I watch her on YouTube, and uh, and I, I I still, you know, I'm still I'm I'm still. I have to admit, I'm still of two minds about that film. I'm far less critical of it than she is. Um, there's stuff about it I like very much. So, I'd just love to see it in the movie theater. Just once you know you know because nice print with the sound so for in kind of in preparation for this season like i did i watched the line of the cross and the curve for the very first time and Mm -hmm. then um zoe and i did a uh a commentary on it where we're like we watched it together in time and like commented and like our commentary is meant to kind of go with the movie it's like oh yeah you see this happening on screen and so I had seen all of those music videos that she that she did for the singles, like Rubber Band Girl and Eat the Music and, and So mm-hmm. Is Love. I had seen Owen oh, Moments of Pleasure. I had seen all of those separately, and I knew they were part of the film. But actually seeing it yeah. all together as a film, like, oh, okay, I see. This is why it looks like she's falling, or like in the Moments yeah. of Pleasure video or something like that. And and yeah, mm-hmm. the, this... The, I think that this is supposed to be kind of the climax of the movie where like, okay, now she's kind of found herself and she's happy. And yeah, I'm a little mixed on the music video. I, I like how colorful it is. I do love that part. And I love that just the hypnotic feel of the sequence. The only thing mm-hmm. that I'm kind of iffy on is the I'm trying to think of how to say this. This might get edited out somewhere. The only thing that I'm a little bit iffy on is the use of is the use of black dancers right and then like the way they they kind of then paint her face a little bit and i oh, feel yeah. like the whole thing is all about that yeah i kind of feel like dated it feels a little dated because it feels yeah. like it's like okay this is supposed to represent like oh, okay the, the white woman is now like becoming free by being her being around the spiritual uh the spiritual black people feels a little bit weird but yeah if i put that aside yeah if i put that aside i can i can i enjoy the move i enjoy the music video because i do like how colorful it is and and how it conveys the song it's just that that part is a little bit iffy for me just mm. yeah yeah problematic yeah yeah i agree 
I agree. I, I forgot all about that. Anyway. And unfortunately, they're stepping all over the fruit, and I'm going, oh, I want to eat that fruit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Much no. fruit was harmed in the making of this film. Oh, for real. <laughs> they should have kind of come with a disclaimer. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's kind of like uh, 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 she uses the word Eskimo in um, 50 Words for Snow, which is kind of politically incorrect in, in Canada to use that word. Oh, really? Because, oh, uh, oh. the Inuit don't like that word at all because it was laid on them by white people, right? So um, we say Inuit up here. Nobody says Eskimo anymore. Well, maybe, oh, mm-hmm. maybe some old guy out, out in the lot yelling at a cloud might say it. So she uses it. But uh, I went, well, you know, she's living in Devon. She's of a certain age and she, she probably doesn't even know, you know, like she, she probably has no idea. So mm-hmm. I forgive her for that. Yeah, it's OK. Yeah. It's OK. Such a cool song anyway. That is. That but, is. Um, that's kind of one of my more uh, probably my favorite song on Fifty Words for Snow is the title track. Yeah. <laughs> Just because yeah, it's like, yeah. kind of got this guy like, groove to it and all that. Mm. Yeah. That's such a wild record. I played that a lot around Christmas. That album. And uh, I mean, you can play it all winter, but uh, I tend to pull it out, you know, late November, early December is when I get it out because I'm <laughs> I'm going through my please winter do not come. Do not come winter. <laughs> but of course Should it does because it you year, maybe. But of course it does answer. because you're in Canada. Yeah. It's just like can we not go through this again? Mm-hmm. You know, the leaves are falling off the trees and I'm, I'm walking around the house going, "Well, that's it for 6 months. That's it." <laughs> Everybody thinks shut up. Yeah, in, in Toronto, I mean Toronto's not as bad as places further north like Ottawa and Montreal, they get they get winter. And oh goodness, you know, yeah. Winnipeggers would laugh at us, you know, <laughs> sneer and laugh and point. You no, know. okay. All right. Well, have, I think have we, we eaten the music enough. Have I we think devoured we, the music. I think we have, and now I am like hot on a sugar high because I've eaten so many <laughs> different fruits. Mmm, yummy. I I really I literally after all this I am gonna go and eat like the cut up apple I have in the fridge because I want fruit for real now. <laughs> yeah. Apple a day keeps the doctor get me away. My banana. Oh. Give me a banana. Oh, that'll be tasty. Yeah. And everybody else listening, make sure you eat your fruits. An apple a day keeps the doctor away and all that fun stuff. So yeah. Yeah. Stay eat healthy, with your guys. Hands. Just rip it open and just stick your fingers in. Get your fingers in there and rip it open and shove it in your mouth. Mm-hmm. That's what Dr. Kate tells you to do. Exactly. And we all should listen yeah. to Kate Bush. Just... We should also listen to Kate Bush. Yeah. Just in everything and absolutely everything. Anyway, yeah. thank you so much for being on this week's episode. And uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we're going to have you on next week as well. So that's going to be exciting. I'm on next week? Yes, you are. <laughs> what am I doing next week? We're talking oh about God. moments of pleasure. <laughs> oh, my God. That's right. But I've already done it. But you yes, can you edit have. that part out. Yeah, we can. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody's going, oh, thank God this guy's got what? He's going to be back. Oh, oh my God. 
<laughs> I don't think anybody's thinking that. <laughs> I, I, they'll have to come back because it's moments of pleasure. They can't miss it. Indeed. Yeah. So. Great. This was great. Indeed. Thank you so we, much. Okay. Thanks, Cecily. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Strange Phenomena, the music of Kate Bush. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to this week's episode. I don't know about you, but I definitely want to go and get some fruit. You know, we had a song all about different kinds, mentioning different kinds of fruits. And now I'm going to go see. Let's see. I think I have some apples and some kiwis in the fridge. Mm, yummy. So I'm going to go get some fruit. And hey, I think you guys should too. Apple, hey, remember, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Anyway, so if you're enjoying what I'm doing here on the show, here's where you can follow me. You can follow me on Twitter at StrangeKateCast. Hey, Twitter is still a thing, so yay, we still have a Twitter. You can also follow me on Facebook, facebook.com slash katebushpodcast. You can email me at katebushpodcast at gmail.com. And lastly, if there's something you want to talk about and you just want to leave a brief message about your favorite Kate Bush song, especially one that's coming up or can even be one that has already been talked about on the show, here is my hotline. It is 1-757-349-6369. That's 1-757-349-6369. And your message could be played on a future episode. Woohoo! In the meantime, hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. And so next week, we're going to be talking about another single from the Red Shoes. And I'm just going to say, spoiler alert, one of my top favorite Kate Bush songs and probably one of your top favorite Kate Bush songs as well. We're going to be talking about moments of pleasure. So that's what we're going to be talking about next time. We'll see you guys then. Thank you so much. Bye. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 